Hey, what's happening guys? Grace and peace to all of you today. Happy Tuesday. Uh, welcome to the Tuesday Blast. Uh, welcome to the Live the Life podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening and, and sharing. Uh, my wife Tamara and I. And um, yeah, we hope and pray that, that this is helping to, to change your life, to shape your life um, in your relationship. Uh, with the Lord through these messages. Again, that's that's our heart for all of you guys, using what God has done in our life and continues to do and, and just trying to be real and transparent and uh, and sharing with you guys in hopes that uh, it would take you deeper and deeper with Christ. So, um, yeah, so today is episode uh, eight. So I think I'm going to stop uh, season one here with episode eight. I looked up the number eight. Yeah, it says the number eight in the Bible signifies resurrection and regeneration. Uh, it's the number of a new beginning. Um, eight is seven plus one. And since it comes after seven, which itself signifies an end to something. So eight is also associated uh, with the beginning of a new era or new order. So, um, see, so yeah, I think I'm going to end today and then we'll, we'll start up something new. Um, you know, quick recap. So, you know, we started our podcast off with the introduction of a new 24. I shared that gift with you guys. Um, you know, we went through it. We unpacked that gift. You guys got to, to meet Tamara and hear, hear about our journey. Um, we talked about creation. We talked about, you know, we went through uh, Easter, right? So we had uh, the triumphant entry, and, and I hope that changed the way you view that. You know, we had Good Friday. Uh we had Resurrection Day, and coming out of that, you know, the Lord highlighted these things um, that we always be ready to give a testimony for why we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, I titled that message, like, what's your problem? You know, that we would hopefully identify our problems and things that God has delivered us from, and, you know, that's a big part of the reason and the hope that we have in following Christ, and, and last week was, you know, what's wrong with you? Um, and talking about Satan and how he comes and attacks your mind. Um, when we go through things, when we blow it, um, he's real quick to steal our identity, to beat us down, to, to, to keep us down in guilt and shame, and, uh, and then try to steal our identity and, and relabel us instead of uh, the reality of who we are, right, which is sons and daughters of the Most High King. Amen. All right, so today's message, I don't really know what I'm going to call today's message. You know, I heard, uh, I don't even know where I heard it, but it was it was last week or over the weekend, you know, um, I read it somewhere. It said, choose, be careful to not choose familiar over freedom. And I heard it again on Sunday during worship, you know, again, just uh, choose freedom, not the familiar. And... Uh, it, it made me think of, again, we, we so go, when we go through things, we, we easily choose the familiar patterns or methods that we used to use to comfort ourselves, uh, to hide from our problems, to deal with our problems. You know, whatever that may be, we, we tend to go back to the familiar 
instead of living in the freedom that we have in Christ, right? Remembering all that God has delivered us from and remembering all the tools that he's given us in his word, you know, the Christian rule book for living, you know, the, the life guide, man, it's the word of God is amazing. Yeah, everything in it, it'll answer any problem you have. It'll give you a solution to any problem. The Lord has thought of everything. So, you know, it, it took me back to, and again, I mean, so we need to choose the freedom, right? Choose the freedom that we have in Christ. Keep our eyes upon him. Uh, Tamara had a word too uh, along those lines about keeping our eyes upon the Lord. His, you know, just keep your eyes upon the Lord. There's a choice. You know, and again, I <laughs> I got to get her in here. She's doing well. She's doing much better uh, with the move and everything. So thank you guys for praying for her and those of you that reached out to her. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing she's doing well. So <laughs> I need to get her back on these podcasts. Uh, so we're working on that. But anyway, so the freedom over familiar. You know, it's a, a great story. Is the Israelites right? They were set free from captivity where they were worked, you know, 20, 22 hours a day. They were beat. They were, they were whipped by their captors, um, the Egyptians, right? Um, they were captives. They were slaves. And, and, uh, and the Lord set them free right through Moses. And um, so Moses brings them out and they're on their way to the promised land. And you know, they immediately start grumbling and complaining. You know, I mean, an 11-day journey took 40 years. There's a big message in that too, you know, and and, and part of their grumbling and complaining is, is they had to struggle. Now they're free. They're heading into this beautiful place that the Lord has for them. You know, yeah, it takes work to get there, which made them grumble and complain. We all want everything on a silver platter, right? Um, so they were grumbling and complaining about, you know, what the manna that God was providing every day, enough food for the day, right? Manna came down from heaven. It was enough to sustain you. It had the nutrients that you need. You couldn't store it up because it would it would rot. You know, it was a lesson that only take what you need. God gives you what you need. And they started to complain going, didn't we have like three square meals back in Egypt, you know? And um, you know, they, they forgot all about the beatings and the working 24 hours a day, basically, and, and all of that. And they were, they were ready to choose the familiar, uh, in lieu of their freedom. And, uh, I've seen that play out in, in friends of mine, even family members in relationships, you know, who start to get set free, who start to work, you know, to walk with the Lord and they grow in their relationship with the Lord, and then all of a sudden the enemy trips them up as we've been learning about the last few weeks and they choose the familiar. They go back to the wrong person. They go back to the wrong situation, right? We go back to the wrong thing instead of choosing our obedience and uh, sacrificing our lives before the Lord and giving him our whole life, we, we tend to, you know, revert back to the, to the familiar. So that's always a big story that, that stands out for me. And, and over the weekend, again, I've been going through the book of Corinthians and, uh, I'm going to read to you today out of first Corinthians 11, because it kind of highlighted this for me too. Um, it has a lot in it. Uh, some of it's kind of confusing. So I'm going to go to, uh, just kind of hone in on what what the Lord highlighted to me for this message will go on for hours, you know. So 
I'm going to start 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord, and this is Paul talking, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, they eat and drink judgments upon themselves. The word even says, that's why many among you are weak and sick, and maybe a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should eat all together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further directions. So again, this thing's, again, the word of God is amazing. <laughs> you can just take one one verse, man, and, and unpack it. You know, read commentaries on it. You know what I mean? Just dig deep and... The word is amazing. But what God highlighted to me today uh, is the reality that, you know, when we when we go to take partake of the Last Supper, right? When we do communion, when we when we partake of the of the, the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, you know, um, we're proclaiming the Lord's death until it returns. We're remembering everything he did from us, right? We're remembering everything he, he delivered us from. We're remembering that he that he that he has he's victorious over death. He's victorious over Satan. You know, he went down into you know death and Hades. He snatched up the keys. Satan no longer has any power over us because of what Jesus did. So we shatter the soundtrack of shame, right? We have the gift of the new 24. When we trip and fall, we repent. We turn back towards the Lord. We receive his love and forgiveness. He washes us clean, right? And we're set on the path again. He's the loving father. He's always there behind us. But we also need to remember that he's a good judge. You know, and this morning as I was praying about that, it's it's the same thing. I mean, it's hard to be, you know, you can't be a friend. Well, it's hard to be a friend to your children and you know, a parent, a stern parent directing them in the right ways. It's it's a it's a fine line that we try to navigate. Same at work, when you have friends at work, but you're in a high position of management where you have to make hard decisions and you have to follow the rules. Sometimes you have to put down judgment, otherwise you're not a good leader and you don't belong in that position. So you you know you can be a good friend, you can be a good coworker, but you also have to be a good employee, right? And in this case, a good steward of all that God has done in our life. And we need to make, you know, the right choices. Otherwise, 
you know, again, I say the, the wrath of God is the consequences of our own choices, of our own choices. You know, God gave us free will. We get to choose all the time, right? There's 86,400 seconds in a day. We get to choose, right? 86,400 seconds a day. We're making choices all day long. Are your choices for the Lord and the kingdom? Are they based from the place of what God has done for you? Right? So again, we've got to be careful not to get familiar. We've got to be careful not to become complacent with this freedom that we've been given as a gift from Jesus Christ, right? So it says in verse 27, Whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So all I'm trying to say, guys, is, is wrapping this thing up as we move forward into whatever God's going to have us, you know, talk about next. You know, we just need to, you know, when we come to the Lord, again, <laughs> He's the ultimate man. He created us for relationship with Him. He knows everything about us. He made us, right? You can't hide anything from the Lord. You know, He showed us that in the garden. The minute that Adam and Eve sinned together, they hid from the Lord. You know, and He showed us that. Why? And He covered them up. He said, why are you hiding? You know, where are you, right? Covered them up. He does the same for us today, man. We don't need to hide from the Lord. You need to be real with the Lord. You need to talk to Him about what's on your mind and heart because He knows it already. And as you as you get into this this communication with the Lord, which is that's all prayer is, is this back and forth conversation that you have with God, right? So before you come to the Lord, if you haven't been living right, especially in this verse here where it says if you're going to take of His body and blood, you better make sure, man, that you're thankful that you you remember what he's delivered you from and you ask forgiveness again for for what you might be doing right don't come to him unworthy don't take the body and the blood if you don't believe in what it's done for you and what it continues to do for you right that's an unworthy manner that's not being loyal to the lord that's not being honest with the lord you know what i mean and in here it's you know it, it, the lord frowns on that right according to paul and in, in the word of god here right it's breathed God's breath, right? God's word breathed onto paper. So the Lord wanted this written. The Lord wanted us to read this, right? And he wanted us uh, to meditate on it. So again, when we when we eat and drink without discerning uh, our own choices and where we're at, we drink judgment on ourselves. So um, again, so I just want to encourage us to not choose the familiar right? Choose freedom over familiarity, right? Choose the freedom that everything that God has done for us. Don't be complacent about the freedom that we have. As you get to know the Lord better, don't get cocky in your relationship with Him. You know what I mean? Don't make bad choices thinking God's going to deliver you from that, right? We need to be praying every day. We need to be meditating on His Word. We're in constant prayer. You know what I mean? The war of prayer, the war against the devil and what He's trying to do to our families, Right, and the more we stay in this place, right? Because he said he'll give us whatever we pray for, and, and we all take that out of context because our hearts aren't right. You know, we need to pray for what Jesus would want us to pray for, which is freedom for this world, right? Freedom for the captives, right? Luke four nineteen, Isaiah sixty one, right? To set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind. These are things we need to be praying for, not for money, not, not I say that lightly, man. God knows where you're at, right? If you're struggling, you know what I mean? And, and and God, please help me to pay the bills this month. That's fine, right? If you're praying, God, give me a million dollars, that ain't fine, right? 
So you see the difference in the heart. So you can be real with God, but the reality is when we're praying for the right things, when we're in tune with the Spirit, in, in good times and in bad, you know, the Holy Spirit just, He, he speaks to us in different ways. We, we can't even understand the way He speaks to us sometimes. You know, seeds are planted when we hear a message. Maybe a seed's being planted today. Maybe somebody's going to water it over the next couple weeks. Maybe in a couple weeks you have to make a decision, and the seed that was planted today, the Lord's going to give you the answer that you need two weeks from now. If you're walking with Him, and you're spending time with Him, and you're not becoming complacent with Him, and just familiar, knowing that He's always there, knowing that He's always going to forgive you. Again, I told you in the beginning, a new 24 is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not a license to sin, okay? <laughs> it's not. It's just the reality of who God is. He's a God of love and mercy. And again, the number one weapons I've told you from Satan, and I hate to even say his name, but the reality is that punk is, is, is going to and fro, trying to do what he can, and we, and we let him do it. And the main weapons he uses are guilt, shame, shame, 